everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And this is Stephanie, and it is a Table Tuesday. It is. Why is it a Table Tuesday, Steph? Well, because this is the first Tuesday of September, which means that it's Paranormal Smorgasbord, so we're all gathering around the table that the Smorgasbord is on. So it's a Table (laughs) Tuesday. Yay! (laughs) And you know who came up with that was Sarge, our most excellent producer. So thank you, Sarge. Yay! He gets all the credit. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how are you on this Tuesday after our Labor Day weekend? Uh, Good. It's always a little funny coming in after a holiday because it's Monday and Tuesday on the same day. Right. Right. So it's today I did and didn't have the show tonight. (laughs) I I had two schedules running in my head. It's Monday and Tuesday. Right. And then you and then. And then the whole week is messed up because it seems like Monday, but it's really Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It gets a so, little just goofy, which is fine. It's not a big deal. It's right. kind of a fun surprise. It's, oh, it's Wednesday. Woo. Okay. You know, and you know. Uh, not that I, I have, don't have weekends usually because I'm working. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. not a big deal anyway. But it's, yeah, it's funny how it's just your days are a little bit off with these yes. holidays. So, yes. Yes, but it's always good to have those holidays, so I'm happy. We're all happy. Yes. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, crazy, wild, busy last seven days. And I will start the show with saying that um, George from our sim crew passed away a week ago. So we knew it was going to happen, but didn't really expect that quickly. But he passed away Tuesday night. So I know I had said that, uh, you know, he was pretty sick last week on the show. Um, and he passed away that night. So oh. the good news is that I don't think he, he's, I mean, he had cancer, you know, so it didn't get to the point where he was just suffering terribly. So that's, that's good. You know, yeah, that's but, too bad though. I'm sorry to hear uh, that. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that's the sad news, but, um, wow, I've just had a lot going on. How about you? Yeah, same. It's been really busy and, you know, it gets busier as it gets closer to fall and that already started. So it's just been, yeah, yeah, it, but it's been good. I mean, it, 
it's kind of hard to find space in the calendar and mm-hmm. you know evenings and weekends are pretty much shot <laughs> through november actually um yeah. so you know it's just okay it's trying yep. Save some time during the weekdays to make sure I actually have uh, some time off, which is, which is good, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be busy. But you have mm-hmm. to be mindful. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about that at the beginning of the year to be mindful yes. and and find balance and all that. And you know, it gets hard certain times of year when you're just really busy. And depending on what industry you're in, you know, that everybody has their different times of busy. Or you know, yeah. if you're maybe in sales, every end of the month is really busy or whatever. You know, so everybody has their times and. Um, fall is is mine as it is for a lot of people in this field, and so it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah. getting. I can just feel the the energy kind of whipping oh, yeah. up. So oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, and um, yeah, I went to the fair twice since we were on last time. Um, I tell you, we went last Wednesday, and it was so busy and so hot. I thought I was going to pitch forward and die. I really did. Oh, (laughs) dear. I thought I was going to have a heat stroke. You know, I went into this. Casey was doing something else, and I said, I'm going to go into the dairy building because I wanted to look at the butter sculpture. Um, And I got in there, and I thought, oh, my God, I got to sit down because I'm I'm just going to pass out. And then the bench was next to the bathroom, and so kind of the smells got to me, and I'm like, I'm going to pass out. I got to get out of here. (laughs) I really thought I was going to pitch forward and just be laying on the ground. (laughs) Not good. And especially not in front of a butter sculpture. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Minnesota State Fair, we Mm -hmm. have our princesses of the fair that Mm -hmm. are sculpted in butter every year. I think how many are there? Usually like eight or 10. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. And it's a full like shoulders up. It's a full bust of... Each princess contest us, and then it's yes. Princess K is the crowned jewel. Oh, yes, right? Princess is, K, and then, and then the it's others, the others yeah. too. Yeah, and yeah. they're they amazing. I'm not really sure how they do that, but these girls have to sit there in the refrigerator with with the um, sculptor to have their likeness carved into butter, and it's the coolest. and you know it's actually bigger than life size because oh, if it you is. look at how how oh yeah they're big they're big they and. Big. They actually had a new sculptor this year, didn't they? After they how many did. decades was the other sculptor there? She was there for a long time. And so this one, I can't yeah, remember so his name, but a he's guy, a new a guy. This yeah, thing. yeah, she was there for like decades, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think over so, thirty yeah. years, wasn't she? Something like that. It was I think so. incredible, I think so. but really interesting to watch. But anyway, oh, so that's yeah. what we do in Minnesota. We yeah. carve our our. Uh, and princesses in yeah. butter here princess k of the milky way and i know i laughed i said to casey i said well i think i want to be princess k of the milky way and she just laughed and said, mom you're a little old i said okay well how about queen k of the milky way there you go i was just being silly you know what i mean but oh my gosh funny you know i've uh read about the gals that have had their their sculptures done and some Ooh. of them have had it done multiple times and they they go out and they'll buy a fridge for it because mm-hmm. what do you, what are you going to do with it like you feel weird melting it down or using it right yeah. and yeah. so the, one of the gals i think she had a couple of fridges just for cuz you need a a fridge uh, yeah for this thing a it's whole you take fridge. out the shelves yeah you yes. take out the shelves of the fridge and you pop this sculpture in there and yeah, yeah. i'm sure it's very very heavy and yeah. then what do you do with it though like they never really said i don't know what they what did would with you do the with i guess and how long would you actually keep it? I mean, because eventually, I think even in a fridge, it would go. It would grow south. Yeah, it would right? be out south. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. It's kind of sad, right, Kat? What a waste of butter. But it's so cool. Well, maybe it's, not all of them do it. Maybe some of them actually use yeah. it or, or maybe. I don't know what they would do with it, but, but that's, that's a that lot would take of last. It would, oh. I think it would go bad before you could even use it I all. I think so. Unless you, you were gonna, unless you were gonna bake like a mega amount of baking or something and use butter for it all, but I just yeah, it's I don't much. know. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's cool and weird at the same time. That's <laughs> actually paranormal. What do you yeah. do with a life size, actually bigger than life size, <laughs> head of butter? That's right. paranormal. Right. Oh my God. Well, next year we decided we we might skip the Minnesota State Fair unless. Unless our company brings us there again, but we're gonna try to we're gonna try out that Washington State Fair because that's in um, September. So we'll fly out and we'll get there in the morning and go to the fair and then get up to the island, you know. But I think it'd be fun to see what their state fair is like. And I bet mm-hmm. you, I bet you, they don't have a Princess K of the Milky Way. <laughs> no, it would be interesting to find out. I've been to a couple of state fairs around the country, and yeah, they just. Minnesota, big. we've got a good one here. We've yep. got a good, it's big. But you know what? I didn't go this year for COVID mainly because yeah. I just, I have no interest in getting COVID. And um, I just, it's expensive. I mean, yeah. it's getting expensive. Yeah. And I think I might be priced out. How much is it this year? 17. 17, yeah. That's, I, I think I'm mm-hmm. I'm priced out of the, the state fair, which is sad because I love the state fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 17 bucks to get in. Okay. I get it. Cause there's a lot of maintenance. There's a lot to see there. It's yes. a huge, huge yes. ground. If you can look it up online, oh, yes. do it. If you haven't been there, it's huge. it's huge. So I get the whole gate fee and everything, but everything is expensive there. You can't oh. get anything. No. Any, no. I mean, it's just, it's hard to spend yeah. time yeah. there without spending a lot of money or just, you just don't do much. So yeah, except walk oh, around. it is, which is, I did, which is fine, I, but well, I mean, even a foot-long hot dog now is like eight bucks. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's expensive. Everything you get is expensive. Donuts are six. You know, everybody, ha- we have to have the Tom Thumb donuts. And I mean, everything adds up, right? We did have some extra tickets from, because for our company, you know, we they gave us food tickets and admission tickets. So we had some extra food tickets, which was awesome. But um, yeah, it's just an expensive affair for sure. Yeah. And yeah. there were so many people there. Oh, my God. And maybe it's just because we haven't really been in crowds, you know, since COVID happened. But I was just like, oh, my God. You know, we went yesterday morning. We got there at, I don't know, it was like 830, you know, because I thought, well, let's just get in there right away. Go see the things that we didn't see when we were there before because I was thought I was going to die, you know. <laughs> and um maybe eat a couple of things and get out before it got hot and before it got covered. And it was already crowded. <laughs> it was like, Oh my God. And the lines are like, you know, from here to wherever to get a cup of coffee, you know, it was crazy. So yeah, we were just kind of in and out and I said, I'm just, I'm just done, <laughs> but it is fun. We saw the cows yesterday. The bulls were there and I love the bulls, you know, they're just so cute. But, um, yeah, it was cool. I'm glad. I'm glad I got there for yeah for a couple of times. You know, most of it was on Navitaire. So, hey, that's okay. That's good. But, um, yeah, crazy busy. Ofta. Ofta. Yeah. Yeah, that I just, not interested. COVID, I had it. It's not fun. It was terrible. And I don't <laughs> want to get it again. And I'm careful. And so I would still have worn a mask if I went. And I still... I just, I don't know. I, maybe ne- maybe next year if I win the lottery and whatever, we'll see. I, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I, 
I, you know, it's odd. This whole COVID thing is odd because some people who get it are really sick. Some people who get it, like, you know, Casey and I have both had it a couple of times and we're just, I mean, we never really were that sick. I mean, I remember having a really bad sore throat and headaches. The exhaustion afterwards sticks around for a very long time, you know? Yeah. And I think I it say, depends on, there's yeah. a whole bunch of factors as to why right. people will get sick and don't get sick. And I mean, I've been to, exposed to it clearly exposed to it for like days and I didn't get sick. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I was hardly exposed and I got really sick. And so I don't know, it's like, yep. whatever, but yep. I just, and I'm careful. I wear masks still. And, you know, I, I just, yeah, I still, you know, it's like, well, whatever. It's all yeah. good. I just yeah. don't want to. I mean, you just, you do what makes you comfortable. Um, yep. I will say I saw maybe two masks at the fair the whole time I was there, you know, right. and there were and I saw a the million pictures. people there. You know? Yeah, I saw all the pictures and I'm like, yeah, nobody's wearing masks there. I just am not going to go. We went to the Now Then Threshing show. That was like our version of going to a fair, which I think I talked about that. It's just, it's so nice. You're out in the country. People are super spread out and nobody was wearing masks, but nobody, you're not around anybody. You're not that close to anybody. So it mm -hmm. was, it was fine. It mm -hmm. was a beautiful day. It was overcast. It wasn't, uh, this was in the middle of August. And so it was right before the fair and it was just so nice and fun and relaxed. Yeah. And I, I'm like, you know, this is perfect. This is this yep. is all I need for a festival. Yep. And yep. not crowded. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, I just think the fair was just so crowded. And I think it was probably just a surprise because we haven't been around crowds like that for three years, you know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. But it was fun. You know, we did some fun things and saw some cool stuff and, you know, ate. But, you know, that was about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so we were up and so Squatchers was up north this weekend. Um, we just had a fabulous time. You know, we slept in the backs of our trucks, you know, out in the boonies, you know, just found a place to park. And that's where we were. We stopped at the Big Winnie Bar, which you know where that is, Heidi. You've been there yep. before, and it was it was we met we met uh, Josie there, and then we did some stuff and scouted around to see where we wanted to be that night. And then Josie said, "Well, let's go back to the Big Winnie because part of what we do is talking to people about stories." And oh my gosh, I just saw so many people I knew, including Don Sherman and. Um, and Andrea, and that was super fun to talk to them and see what they've been doing, you know, and right away they're like, Steph, we heard about this place, you want to go? And I'm like, tonight? Well, no, next time you're up. And I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, let's do that, you know what I mean? But it was super fun, and they got to meet, you know, our newbies. So, yeah, I had lots of fun, but what I'm telling you is the lights up in the sky up there are, what are they? What are they? This is what I, I want to know. Russ, Russ is in our chat room, and, and he was up north further, I mean, not in the same place we were, and they were out squatching and stuff, too, and they saw lights, too, didn't you, Russ? I know you meant you said that on our Facebook when we did a Facebook Live, but there were just, I, they weren't planes, they weren't satellites, they were just crazy lights moving around, and, you know, we did see a little bit of the northern lights, which was fun. You know, there was a little greenish glow. Um, but interesting, because we went back to that same spot that we were, that Josie had seen those lines in the sky that she felt were like ley lines, like corresponded with the ley lines on Earth, 
you know? And, um, yeah, it was just strange. She, we didn't, she, we didn't see, she didn't see that. But uh, she, again, got this feeling like we shouldn't be there, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't feel it. Lodora didn't feel it. Katie didn't feel it. So we kind of talked to her a little bit, talked her out of it. And then she felt better. But it was definitely like a shift, right? Because we, we all were sitting in camping chairs and looking up at the sky and hanging out in this forested area that was, you know, it was a little bit cleared um, so we could see the sky. And we were the only ones around for miles, you know, because it was just a minimal forest road. And and then all of a sudden it was like, we even said, oh, this feels great. It doesn't feel, it feels benign. It doesn't feel dangerous. This is just awesome, you know, and we were watching all this stuff in the sky. And then you could feel that, that something shifted. You could feel it. I wasn't scared of it, but Josie was. But she got over it, and so then we stayed for longer. Um, interesting. It was just very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, and then I it shifted back. On. And then it shifted back, you know. So, um, I don't know. It was it was very cool. Um, yeah, see, Russ is saying many lights just moving around, and then the mild northern lights. Yeah, it was it was just bizarre. Yeah. So did you see anything on the ground, like any activity or structures or anything when you were walking around? You know, you know, what's interesting is there's been so much, uh, what is it, ATV? Is that what they're called? Those side-by-side vehicles that they ride in the woods? Um, The four-wheelers and stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Near that road that we were on where the port, where we think the portal is. It's kind of just ridden with them now, you know, even when we were up there, remember, you know, back in the day, back in the day, like two years ago, you know, you could go up on that road and there you'd never see another car. Or Mm -hmm. if you did, it maybe was one car because it is the south side of the lake and there is just nobody there. I mean, it's it's like the woods. But now there are just all these um, side by sides and I think they've kind of ruined the activity. I have to say that. I don't think we'll go back there for a while because even the area where the where the where the tree bows are, where we felt all that mm-hmm. energy, yeah. we found some like evidence of you know partying, and there was just nothing there. Some of the it was yeah. not maintained. It was like broken down, and there was no crazy energy. So, yeah, sadness. I mean, what are you gonna do? But yeah, well, and, that would do it though. That would squash the. The activity. Yep. Yeah. Humans. Humans, right? Yes. And yeah, so it was all, it was a quite a stretch, right? Because there's probably, I don't know, five miles in between that portal that we had that one time and the arches. And yeah, we were, there was like four or five of those ATVs that came up behind us when we were on that bridge, you know, that overlooks the whole lake. And then um, they were just, they're just everywhere. They're just everywhere, not on the, not on where we stayed or where we were when we were watching the stars. But, you know, it was interesting is there was a car, though, that came by us on this forest road, this dirt forest road. It was a pickup truck first. And then about 20 minutes later, it came back and the door pops open and these guys yell out, are you girls okay? We're just wondering <laughs> I don't know if they thought we were stuck or whatever. And we're like, Probably. no, we're okay. You know, they said, okay. And then they rode away. 
So that was kind of that was kind of nice to know that you know people still do look out for each other. But yeah, and that was interesting. Well, yeah, that's I, good and bad because it's like all the people activity makes it not even. But like, they were the only ones we saw, and we had been up there earlier too, you know, because we were scouting around that area for a while too, and there was no other cars at all. So I don't know if they were maybe driving into town, you know, um, and that was kind of a shortcut. But yeah, it was interesting. So. Yeah, so Bigfoot, I, I think he's moved on or to a different area. I'm pretty sure he's up there. But you know what's interesting? So Josie got to the Big Winnie before we got there. And it turns out that the gal who's the bartender there is somebody that she went to high school with. Go figure. And she lives there now. And um, she was telling Josie, and I had never heard this before. I, you know, I've heard so many stories from the elders, and it's always the same thing. You know, Bigfoot is you know, one of the seven teachings of the Ojibwa people and he protects them and blah, blah, blah. And this kind of follows that same line. But she said that some people and and the tribe feel like Bigfoot is there to help people who are have gone astray, like people who have lost their path, people who are, you know, drinking too much or have a drug addiction or a thing like that. And that's why they feel like there's so many Sasquatch sightings right in that area. Which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because he says, I will take care of you and I will protect you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but interesting. Healer. Yeah, exactly. Because so, he's a healer. And she said that some feel that he won't, that they won't appear to you if you're on your path and you're going the right way. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just some thoughts because none of the other elders have said that. But they've all said the same thing, that he is a healer, right? So, mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense that there's so many sightings right there. Yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. And it, it is too bad though about the, you know, well here, this just occurred to me. So it's catch 22 because you have Bigfoot who's supposed to be helping people who are in need, but Mm -hmm. then they leave when people are around. (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, wait, what, where'd he go? So see, that, that's where, it, you know, I'm not so sure that that's the true thing. I think they, you know, if there's a lot of activity and we, in our research, in our research area, when we started going to the structure area, remember, that's when right. they kind of let it go. So right. that's why I think I do believe that, you know, the more people there are, the further they retreat, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's inter- It's an interesting mm-hmm. quandary because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he leaves or they mm-hmm. leave, mm-hmm. and I guess yeah. I well, and I guess it's you know they want to come and go where they want to come and go, and they'll right. help who they want to help. And so yeah. if you're just invading their space, then they're saying no way, we're out. Yeah, and we're we'll decide here. when we come and go and who we want to interact with. Yep, I'm I guessing. So. I mean, it's total guess, but. Mhm. Exactly. So, anyway, I we probably won't search around that lake for quite some time now, you know. But it was good to get um to visit with Don and and Andrea and and see what they're up to. And they were telling us some other stories that they had heard about different areas, about different cryptids. Um, because that's what Don does. You know, he just shares, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we told them what we've been up to, of course, you know. But it's just it's just really fun when you get to see, you know, like 
Like Sherry's like, Steph, I haven't seen you for two years. Oh my God. Every time I see you, you're on the Island. <laughs> I didn't think you were coming up here anymore. And I said, here I am. <laughs> so yeah, fun. We had a lot of fun, but yeah, it was kind of like crazy. A lot of stuff all smashed into those three days, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, it was the first time we'd slept in the truck, which I got to say, I thought it was very, I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was great. You know, we, Josie had her SUV and her and Lindora slept in hers and Katie and I slept in mine. And I mean, we all just slept like peas in a pod. It's like, wow, this is great. I love it. I've done that before. Slept Mm -hmm. in the back, like put the seats down and yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's better, it's better than a tent. If you ask me, I mean, if you're just there for a day or two, (laughs) let's just do that. You know? Yeah. I told Tim, I said, he's got a Suburban. I said, you know, if we ever have to go stay somewhere paranormal, you know, a location, I said, let's just put a air mattress in the back of your Suburban, you know, mm-hmm. and then we don't yeah. need a tent or a hotel or anything. I mean, yeah. there's, it's good. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I think too. And Casey, well, Josie has a air mattress that she bought specifically for her. She's got a Ford Expedition. So it's a big one too. It's almost as big as a, as a um, Suburban. Um, but Casey was looking up and they have them for my car too. So I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to get one, but it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. I got yeah. it like super hard because there's a soft seat underneath. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so gosh, but anyway, so Russ is saying he keeps picking up, um, a large orb on his game cam, maybe two times a year over the past three years. And the one time he did. He sat near a tree and saw it in the night and heard something very large walk right into that tree, but it was too dark to see it. So, Russ, are you thinking it might be Bigfoot? Because, I mean, we've had experiences where we swear it's Bigfoot, but when it's dark, you can't see them. And they don't show up on heat cameras or infrared cameras either, you know, and they you can hear them. We did hear when we were out in that field looking at the sky, there was something rustling around um in the field near us. I mean, I wasn't scared and I don't know what it was. Nothing was showing up on our, we had a um, infrared cam that we were looking and nothing was showing up, but they don't show up, right? They don't show up in infrared. So I don't know. Craziness, craziness. Hmm. Yeah. That's, you know, it's interesting when you can hear something, anything, really anything that you can hear and Mm -hmm. doesn't show up on infrared or thermal Mm -hmm. imaging you're, it's like, what could that what be? Because yeah. anything, if it's an animal, anything should show up That's in right. some way, shape, or form. That's Human, right. animal, anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not showing up. You can clearly hear it. Yep. You're aiming everywhere. It's not that you're just aiming one direction. You turn around, you aim everywhere, and nothing is showing up. No. It's interesting. And it does, I think, point to that whole, you know, interdimensional Mm-hmm. Being where it could may, maybe be part in, part out, or have some way to control its physical form here in this dimension or this world so that mm-hmm. it can't be seen or tracked or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. And um, yeah. And you know what's interesting too is. Is Bigfoot researchers who for such a long time said um, absolutely no, you know, they didn't like the structure idea. They didn't like the dimension idea. They didn't like any of that. You know, now they're kind of falling into line. I mean, even Don, who was kind of stalwart about 
Yeah, he didn't know about those structures, you know. And a couple of years ago, we talked about it, and he said, well, I don't know, I kind of think there's something to it. I mean, he's been doing this for 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and then this time, he was talking to me about these portals, you know, and I said, oh, well, you know, there was that one. And he didn't, what, what's interesting is he didn't feel anything under those arches, but Andrea did. Andrea was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. And I said, yep. And, you know, we talked about that for a while, and... So, yeah, they're kind of all just falling into that whole idea, I think, which is interesting to me, you know? Yeah, that's, it is, it's just interesting to think about how it works. I mean, there has to be, there has to be something to this because too many people have witnessed or had experiences. So -hmm. there has to be something. And, but the fact is that we really are having a hard time putting our finger on it or, there's evidence out there, but it's so dismissed mm-hmm. for all sorts of mm-hmm. reasons. It's just, why is something like this that big of a mystery? Why can't yeah. we put our finger on it? Because it, the only thing that to me makes sense is that it's not fully here. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's That's, a, it's a big planet. It's as small I as we've know. made it in the last, you know, 50 years with all of our developments and technology and travel and whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it's still a huge planet and there's mm-hmm. a lot of places to hide, you know, in forests Absolutely. and oceans and whatever Absolutely. inside the earth, outside the earth, whatever. But you'd think we'd have more than we have now with how many people yeah. have had experiences. Yeah. So that just leads me to think that this is something that is, it's transcending time and space of somehow. I think so. I, think so. I just, yeah, it, there's just no other no other deal. And I know, you know, Russ is saying that they picked up lots of EVPs where they were scouting and they always running into spirits in those areas, areas where Bigfoot is encountered. And that is so true. I mean, how many times have we run into the paranormal out in the woods where we think, you know, Bigfoot might be? And, you know, I was telling Don the story, and I don't think I've ever told this on the radio before, but one of the very first times we ever went into that area, we had driven right into the tree line and suddenly I saw a man standing there and it was a native and he was in full buckskin dress, like from, I don't know, a couple centuries ago. And he held his hand up just like he was saying, hello. And I'm like, you know, I was driving. So and I saw this kind of out of the corner of my eye and then I looked at it and then I'm like, I slammed on the, you know, brakes went back to see if he was still there. And of course he wasn't because he was, he was a spirit. And I told Don this, but to me it was like, I didn't feel like he was saying, get out. I felt like he was saying, welcome to the woods here, you know, be respectful. And, you know, we welcome you, you know, and Don's like, wow, that is like the coolest thing. You know, he's an elder of the tribe, you know, and he's like, that's really cool stuff. And I'm like, isn't it? But there's just so much paranormal up there, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So a couple of things in the chat room before we go to break. Kat said, <clears throat> show me some big footprints around mm-hmm. the structures and I'll consider that Squatch has made them. And then Mike says, chaos theory says there's no such thing as random. Mm-hmm. Which So here we got this interesting little two sides of the story here. And, and so I get it, you know, because you look at these structures and you go, really, yeah. this is random yeah. stuff. But you look at the rest of the woods and they're not there. It's not the same. So I well, think personally. Well, and here's the thing: the ones that we find, the one that the ones that we actually feel are, you know, Bigfoot in design, are woven. I mean, they're woven. 
woven. I mean, trees don't weave into each other, you know? I mean, the, the tops of them are, and what about those big knots that they call scanicum stars? Those are amazing engineered. I mean, people couldn't do that. You know, what's doing it? It's not us. And what about the tree bows? That's interesting when they're held down by another tree and then there's energy underneath them. I mean, no, it's not random. And the problem with big, with Prince cat is that unless it's winter time, it's pretty hard to make a print in the woods because there's so many fallen leaves. There's so much foliage on the ground. You know, it's even, we don't make prints, you know, right. but oh my gosh, you know what? We are 32 minutes past the hour. So it's time for a break. This is the gathering radio show on the para X radio network. a great new radio show on para x two hosts one hour and too much fun stephanie and heidi not only talk about the latest goings on in the supernatural worlds they live it they want to hear from you they want to help you understand and guide you and they want you to tune in so grab a friend or come alone to gather around that metaphysical table with heidi and stephanie if you're interested in the worlds of the unseen tune in to the gathering radio show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Para-X Radio. And we have all sorts of fun things we've been talking about tonight, either in our show or in the chat room. And so thank you, everybody, for uh, contributing if you're in the chat room there. And, uh, yeah, fun uh, topic around Bigfoot mm-hmm. here at the first half of the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring to the table this week, and I'm going to put some pictures in here. Hopefully this will, uh, help. Let me see if I can, I just sent them to myself so I can, um, load them into the chat room. Okay. Let's see here if I can get them going. Um, we'll try it here and see. Hopefully let me know if you guys can see them. Um, mm. Okay, so I think they got I got them in there. So this this weekend we were doing. I you know guys, if you've listened before, you know I have bees, and mm-hmm. we Tim and I have bees here on our little piece of land, and we had to go out and do some. We call it hive maintenance, you know, because bees don't just. If you're gonna keep bees, there's work to be done. It's not just bees show up and they just hang out. There are bees everywhere. I mean, not as many as we should have, but if you're gonna have actual hives, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go outside and do some hive maintenance because it was a nice weekend. And there's a lot of prep work to do if you're going to store them over the winter in an area like Minnesota. A lot of places in Minnesota and northern states, summer their, or winter their bees. So they send their bees on trucks down south to stay over the winter. So they winter their bees. But we can keep our bees here if they're properly ready, you know, if they're prepared. And so mm-hmm. there's some maintenance. And so, but one of the things that I was looking at this this weekend so i loaded up two pictures into the chat room and the first one is me holding up one of the the uh, boxes and the boxes mm-hmm. have these frames in them and the frames we have these uh they're these boards right that have like a base for the bees to build their honeycomb on and their mm-hmm. and their uh 
to just build the hive where they can uh, make it kind of easy for them. And so we we have these these boxes and there's an we put an empty box in three weeks ago because we had to put some uh, it's kind of like this medicine that helps keep the hives clean and free from like mites and things like that. And so we we put this extra empty box, no frames or anything in it, so that we had room to put this stuff in for the bees. And then we'll also put sugar boards and all that stuff as we're getting ready for for winter so they have food and everything over the winter. But I pulled up this one box and Tim it was like, oh my gosh, you, you, you've got to see this. And I'm like, well, I can't, I'm holding it. And you can't, I can't set it down because we had to take this box off to go and tend to whatever was in that empty box. And I can't set it down now because the whole thing underneath the box, they had extended this, um, this wax, basically honeycomb down into this empty box. And they had built this. If you guys go into the chat room or if you're in there, you can see it. How much was in this box in three weeks that they have made. And if you can look at a close-up of this photo, it's so incredible to look at these perfect little hexagons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are perfect. And so I it started getting me thinking, let's get to the point here, Heidi, of paranormal, you know, <laughs> is the sacred geometry piece of it, right? Yeah. And so it's it's just this this beautiful creation that these bees do this perfect sacred geometry mm-hmm. and you know i was looking up hexagons right and because that's you know they're making these little hexagons and apparently it's a very efficient and effective shape specifically when you're talking about bees and making you know their hives because it's it's the strongest shape for the minimum oh. like a minimal amount of work that holds the most amount of weight oh that shape will hold the most amount of weight for a minimal amount of work to make the shape, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. But anyway, so hexagon is very efficient because it'll hold a ton of weight because they're storing, uh, they're putting their their brood bees in there. They're putting honey in there. They're putting royal jelly in there. I mean, there's all sorts of things that they store in their these little hexagons. So they need to be, and when you pick up one of these boxes, they're not very big, but they can be very, very heavy because they're just, they're full. Mm -hmm. And so now I have this one box that basically has a second box hanging from it. And my arms are like shaking and and Tim can't lift them because he just had shoulder surgery. So he really has to be careful. So I'm lifting it thinking it shouldn't be a problem, even if it's full of honey, but now I've got basically two, uh, Mm -hmm. two boxes that I'm lifting. But looking at that shape was fascinating. And it really got me thinking about sacred geometry and looking up uh, the hexagon specifically. And now Mm -hmm. I'm not a expert by any means, but uh, looking up just if you, you can Google sacred geometry and hexagons and there's tons of it. They they're saying the hexagon is one of the building blocks of nature representing many frequencies. It's a geometric shape that's integrated in a a ton of sacred geometry shapes. Um, And they're talking about it being the the hexagon is the building block of life. And it's uh, what were they saying? It's that the, it's at the molecular core of water. The hexagon shape is at the molecular core of water. And when hydrogen molecules freeze and bond, they form hexagons, as in the center of a snowflake. And the hexagon is also found in the structure of DNA. 
and it wow. forms the change that produce the chains that produce the double helix uh, macromolecule. Macro so, anyway, it's uh, fascinating. It's fascinating. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they talk about crystallization of water. It's just a natural form that comes together, and it's uh, supposed to be very strong. And wow. uh, but it's at the it's at the basis of so many things in our our world. And so, anyway, I just I was looking at these little bees making these perfect little shapes. I mean, absolute perfection. And anyway, so it got me thinking about sacred geometry. And then I started thinking, well, gosh, I wonder if we could find someone for the show that knows a little bit more about, mm -hmm. well, a little bit more, like I know yeah. much. No, but someone that is um, versed in sacred geometry, because I just think it's really fascinating. It is and, fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I had to share my little bee pictures because I'm so proud of Tim and I yes. both proud of our little yes. busy bees and I know uh Mike had said mm, honey and I'm thinking yeah well hopefully next year as long as our bees survive the winter we'll do everything we can to keep them okay but then we'll have honey uh next year to mm -hmm. harvest we actually harvested a little bit this year by surprise just because two of our hives are just going bananas they're just like mm -hmm. so full and the one hive we have to, we're going to give it a boost with some sugar water because it's just mm -hmm. looking a little lethargic. And so we wonder oh. if maybe the queen died or something and they're getting ready to make a new one because they just, they didn't care that we opened them up, opened up the oh. hive. It just, yeah. And that's not a good sign. So anyway. Hmm. But the yeah. other two hives, they're okay. So it's just the one. The other two are going bananas. Like I said, the first one we opened it up. And they were not happy that we opened up, which is good because they want to defend. And they get nervous when you start getting mm -hmm. near the queen. So they want to sting the heck out of you. And then we've got our full bee suits on. Right. Uh, but And then the second hive was less aggressive. But they're the ones that had built this whole, like, underground. Right. <laughs> of, right. You know, in that second yeah. box. And they all had an extra box. Every single one of them had it. It's just this one mm -hmm. hive of the three built this whole, like, additional foundation. And... And then the third hive we opened up and they were like, eh, go ahead, do mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Tim goes, I bet there's no queen in there. I bet she died. And so they'll make another queen because they so can do So how that. do they make a queen? So from my understanding, and I may not be saying this perfectly, but usually when they know the queen is going to die, um, the worker bees will tell her because the worker bees are all female there's worker oh. bees there's drones the drones are the males okay. worker bees and then the queen bee and so the worker bees there's all types of worker bees and they'll tell the queen bee to make another queen and she'll make oh. a bunch of them and i guess it's like the first one that comes out yay she gets to be it or something or maybe oh. it's the strongest of the ones that come out anyway so they'll uh and then the other ones i guess just become regular worker bees or yeah. whatever but they'll yeah. tell her like you're you need to make another one of you, and she yeah. does. But yeah. they'll also tell her what else to make. They'll tell her what kind of of female bees to make. They'll tell her if she needs to make male bees. They'll tell her what she needs to make, and she'll do it. And um, they'll tell her when she needs to make another her. <laughs> she yeah. needs to make a replacement. And um, so she does it. And, you know, if anything happens that she can't do it, the other bees might leave, which we don't want that to happen. So that's why we want to get some sugar water in there to help boost them and want to, you know, stay while they're mm -hmm. in this transition. So wow. Wow. crazy. Yeah. So doesn't it just make sense that the girls are the worker bees? I'm just saying, here we go. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Same they're the all ones with the stingers, the I'm telling you. They're they're the ones that'll get you. The the males don't have the stingers. The females right. have the stingers. So but it's interesting seeing all the different jobs that the, the bees have because they do divide it up by work. You know, it's some of them are housekeepers, some of yeah. them are nurse bees, some of them uh go and collect pollen, some of them uh, you know, are holding down the the entrance like a bouncer, you mm-hmm. know, some I mean they just uh, some of them crazy. are take yeah, they just yeah, it's yeah, and they it's all just have their little jobs. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah, that's crazy. so. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, it's fun to it's fun to watch. It's fun to do it. But now you know we are smart about wearing our bee suits because in the beginning we're like, oh, they're they're fine. They know us. That's not true. They no. might know us, and they still are like, yeah, we'll, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you. Mm-hmm. It hurts to be stung. I'm telling you, it does you. hurt. It yeah. does hurt to be stung. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So anyway, sacred geom- geometry was my my topic. I love it. I think it's fascinating. I think that would be an awesome show, actually. Yeah, you know? I'm gonna see if I can find someone that would be, yeah, first on that. It would be very cool for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so honey lasts pretty much forever, correct? That was a comment yeah. made in the in the chat room. Yep. Yep. Honey is, uh, it doesn't go bad. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's naturally preserved. Um, if it crystallizes, that's common. You can always just heat it up and it should go back to liquid form. Um, mm-hmm. but it's still good as Chris, it's still good crystallized. It just might be hard to work with, but yep. you can warm it and it should be, uh, should be fine. Yeah. But yeah, honey can last, uh, forever. And mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the idea of having local honey is that it helps with uh, allergies. allergies and things like that because yes. it'll have the the f- local pollen in it. Mm-hmm. So if you're, and I'm not, so I can't test the theory. I'm not allergic to anything out flying around like that. So, Aren't but it would be interesting if, I know, knock <laughs> on whatever wood I have laying around here. Um, but, you know, if it'd be interesting to hear just anyone at some point mm-hmm. if that actually if it works, because I've heard people say that's not true. And I'm like, well, I don't know, I guess. You know, so here's the thing. So, you know, I'm so allergic. And this this fall is at, fall is always my worst time because ragweed. I'm just crazy allergic to ragweed. And so tomorrow I'm going to the farmer's market. And one of the things I plan to buy, there's a farmer's market locally here. So I'm, I'm going to, and the farm is close. So I'm going to buy some honey. And we're going to try that out. I'm going to take, I think it's, you only need like a teaspoon a day, right? And then it's Mm -hmm. supposed to really help. So I'm going to try to do this for a year and see if my allergies are better in the spring and summer and fall next year. So maybe I'll be the experimental one. There you go. (laughs) Be our guinea pig. For sure. Well, and it's not going to hurt you. I mean, honey doesn't unless you're not supposed to give it to children like babies you're right. not supposed to give honey right. to babies cuz it's not right. pasteurized um but you know it's i mean at least that's i guess the rule but mm-hmm. anyway yeah it'd be inter- yeah try it and see what happens yeah i think it would be yeah so we'll give it a try and honey is delicious so i mean it's it not is. hard to have a t- teaspoon you know just on a teaspoon just you know yeah, like people. No, we've we've got <laughs> lots of honey around here. It's just we don't have quite enough to sell yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we get some honey to sell, I'll be letting people because I have a lot of people asking if I can buy yeah. it. And I'm like, well, yeah. When we have enough, yes. Right now, we just have a little bit to give away to people and mm-hmm. you know friends and stuff. But that's it. Yep. Nope. So we get it. Yeah. Well, cool beans. I really like the idea of the hexagon. Um, Sacred hexagon or sacred yeah. shapes. Yeah. yeah. I just, I was so moved when I saw that 
uh, I had Tim take the pictures and I've seen them before, but just seeing how perfectly they built it when there's no foundation in those, we had no frames and no foundation and they just built this beautiful, perfect little wax structure. And there's just so much movement and fluidity in these shapes that again, go, it's in the chat room if you have to scroll up to see it now. Uh, but there's just, it's such these beautiful little shapes and you can see the honey in there that they've started capping. Um, those are not mm-hmm. brood boxes, so there will not be larva in the in those cells mm-hmm. because we have a extruder that keeps the queen she's big she's mm-hmm. bigger than the rest of them and so she can't get through the the grate that's on there to get up into those so that's strictly honey in mm-hmm. those boxes mm-hmm. very cool awesome love it yeah the secret so, life of bees yeah <laughs> i think there's a movie <laughs> but yeah it is uh it's interesting it's fun Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, fun. Fun. Fun subjects tonight. I mean, you know, just kind of totally different. And we don't talk about Bigfoot a lot. So when we do, it's kind of fun to do it. You know what I mean? And then bees, of course, we haven't talked about bees for a long time either. Yeah. And definitely haven't talked about the sacred geometry. So fascinating, fascinating stuff, you know? Um, so I will just uh, plug our sister, or our sibling show, The Calling. They're on tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time right here on the Para-X radio network. And tomorrow night is their paranormal babble. So kind of like the paranormal smorgasbord, but a little bit different. (laughs) Must be that. Maybe it's the first first week of the month that everybody wants to do the everybody, anything goes, you know? Yeah. Well, it's fun because people bring good topics to it the is fun. chat it is room. Fun. And, yep. And, we and again, just... we, we've had topics that have come into the smorgasbord that we end up doing oh, in yes. the show because it's good Absolutely. stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's so it's fun. It's great. And um, always fun. And then um, next week on The Calling, it's going to be the Para, the Minnesota Para Connection. So that's the team that there's four of our teams together. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun show. I don't know if it'll be talking over, everybody will be talking over each other. I'm absolutely sure, <laughs> but it'll be fun. Um, so that's next week. And next week on our show, we have Valentina Longborg Wiley, which is going to be fun. She's just a crazy psychic out of, and she's fun. She's really fun and she's really good at what she does. So I'm excited to, have her join the gathering. I know she's been on the calling a few times, so um, I'm excited to have her here with our audience because yeah. she's yeah. fun. It Absolutely. sounds like it. I'm excited to have her on as a guest too, and I'm glad she can join us this time because mm-hmm. I know uh, she was able. She wasn't able to last month when we were supposed oh. to have her on. So, yep, yep. So, yep. Nope. Texted her today or yesterday. I don't remember if it was yesterday or today. And she's like, "Absolutely, yes, I'm planning on it." And I'm like, "Good, Yahoo!" You know, and she's like, "Woohoo!" <laughs> You know, so yeah, we're all ready. So that is awesome. Mike in the chat room's asking, whatever happened to the killer bees coming from South America? I don't know. I don't know. I hope they just can't fly that far north, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to be flip. I don't know what happened to them. And murder hornets, like, wasn't that a thing? Yeah, murder hornets. Yeah, they had some of those out in Washington. They were like, you know, three inches long or something. Are you serious? Three I inches. Am serious. No way. And yes. I didn't know they were I, that big. 
Listen, I've seen pictures and you know what, but they found the hive wherever it was. I guess there was only one hive or two hives and they did find them and, and squished them, you know, but I mean, how can they really say they're gone? You know, I mean, I don't know, but I have not heard about any of them for a long time. So ceiling cat is saying, oh, they're here along with murder hornets from Canada. Oh yeah. The murder hornets, murder hornets is what I'm thinking. Uh, That's terrible. That should not exist. Because you know Should how not. bad it hurts. You know how bad it hurts when you get stung by a wasp or a hornet. That, yep, that really that's hurts. awful. Yes, yes, it's bad. You swell up like a worse than know. the bee for sure. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There is just no comparison, even you know. So, yeah. Oh, you know, whatever. We don't want to talk about things like that. Um, no. See, Anita's saying looked nasty. Murder hornets. Yeah, they were. I, Two or three inches long. I'm not kidding. And they were just huge. I mean, can you imagine one of seeing one of those and having it land on you and get a, you know. Gosh. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. All right. No. Let's change the subject. I don't yeah, want let's to change the subject. subject. Hey, you know what I was looking at? If you haven't checked it out lately, uh, the James Webb uh, Space Telescope. I was oh, talking yeah, about right. it a couple weeks ago. And they have new pictures of Jupiter, if you haven't seen them. Fascinating. So yeah. cool. And yeah. they're finding out all sorts of interesting Uh, information now about the creation of the universe because there's things that they're being able to see about um, other galaxies and formations that they thought were uh, relatively new and they realize now that they could only see the hot stars with the old Hubble telescope and so now they're able to see other stars that are older and of course cooler and it's giving them more information about the age of the universe and they're having to maybe even rethink the Big Bang Theory and really? all sorts of interesting things. Yeah. So it's and this is like information that's going to take probably decades to unfold, but it's it's showing things that they need to rethink now. And so it's really interesting. And they're seeing where they thought there was nothing. They're finding all sorts of, um, you know, there's something there, you know, where it was black. And now they're seeing, wow, hey, that might be another galaxy or whatever. So anyway, it's it's really fascinating to to take a look at what they're finding with this new telescope. So if you haven't checked it out and you're interested, you should at least hop online and check it out or follow on social media because there's cool stuff. And But that picture of Jupiter is just beautiful. It's and beautiful. what is the name of the page on Facebook again? Um, it's the James Webb Space Telescope, oh, yeah. but it's under NASA. Uh, let me oh, look and see if I can find it here. Um, and I thought I liked the page, but I haven't. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, if you... Oh, well, to keep seeing it, you know how the algorithms and stuff, you got to yes. keep looking at stuff yes. and liking it so it keeps showing up. But yeah, it's um, I found NASA's it. James Webb Space Telescope is the Facebook page anyway. I'm sure they have it on Instagram, Twitter, all that. But yeah, they have um, just some fascinating photos. That they're oh, yeah. Out look there. at that picture of Jupiter. Oh, my. That Isn't is that pretty? awesome. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I'm just fascinated with this new Mm -hmm. telescope and what they're finding and just some of the information too is really it's cool how it's shaking things up and you think oh we're we're so we're so smart we have all this stuff figured out of how we We came to be and yeah and this telescope (laughs) is kind of flipping everything upside down which I think is kind of cool oh yeah and this picture of the moon you were talking about this one wow that looks so cool oh my gosh yeah right so far out yeah Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe now that I'm looking at it, maybe it'll bring it up in my feed every once in a while because I do like it. Obviously, I liked it after we talked last time. Um, 
Yeah, and look at this galaxy, the Phantom Galaxy M74, as seen mm-hmm. by the web in infrared light. It almost looks like a hurricane, doesn't it? That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun in that, uh, where they, uh, what were they calling it? The Like a tarantula galaxy or something with the, and I mean, and you look at, I mean, yeah. some of this with the sacred geometry, right? Right. You look at some of these shapes and it's interesting how there's so much pattern to some of what they're they're seeing out there and so anyway mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i had oh, to bring yeah, up the, space it. Yeah. the tarantula yeah the tarantula nebula wow mm-hmm. amazing oh but this these pictures of jupiter wow mm-hmm. gorgeous yeah. gorgeous gorgeous yeah so i forgot about I just, that so everybody yeah. get out there and like this page and then just go look at it every once in a while it should bring it up in your news feed i think I don't know. I don't know how Facebook works. We tried to do a, we tried to do a Facebook Live earlier, and it just doesn't work anymore to get, add a person. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, we'll have to. I think it might be our settings for. It could be, <laughs> our page. Our page might be set funny so that we can't do them. Or, but it did happen when Facebook made some changes. So I don't know. Yep. But yep. Anyway. So I don't know, maybe they just aren't allowing it anymore. And we just have to get that application stream aired or something like that to do it. But yeah, we'll figure it out maybe in a month or two or three. (laughs) We'll figure it out. But um, fun stuff. Yeah. So Mike is saying something about speaking of sacred shapes, note the mirror shapes. There was a hexagon mirrors there. Okay. Uh, Telescope. There, if you scroll down, you'll see, um, for some reason, my Facebook is like incredibly slow. So I click on stuff and it's just not pulling anything up. But um, there we go. Oh, no, it's just sitting there on nothing. Okay. No. Well, anyway, yeah, there's some, you can see some, if you scroll down, you see the hexagon shapes there. Cool. Hexagons are everywhere, folks. They're everywhere. Now I'm going to see hexagons. Now you're going to see them everywhere. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm going to see hexagons everywhere I look now. (laughs) Oh, he posted something. Yeah. There's a good picture. Very cool. Yep. Right? Hexagons. I'm telling you. Awesome. 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 Yeah. This is fun stuff. Absolutely. And do you know, okay, so I don't know what made me think of this, but the baby owls are still close to my house. Can you even believe it? I saw some, I saw one last week when I went over there. Just hanging out, talking to the other ones. The other ones were talking back. I went over there at 6 in the morning on Friday. Um, fun stuff. So they're still around. They're still healthy. Mom Good. and dad are still there. Um, so I'm hearing music. It's time for us to go. Uh, thank you for listening. And um, to the troops, if you're listening, thank you so much for your service and please be safe. Yes, definitely be safe. Everybody in the chat room, thanks for all of your comments and links and chatter. It's been awesome having you guys all join us. Everybody listening, wherever you are, thank you so much for joining us. Um, ParaX Radio Network, thank you again for hosting us. We love being here. And Sarge, most amazing producer on the planet and in the sacred geometry universe. Thank you so much. (laughs) Good night, everyone.